Floor behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix it radio. And that's what time it is. Fix it radio. KLZ five sixty. Myself, Dennis Brewster. My insurance. Our insurance. Yeah, our and good friend of mine as well, Paul Lumberger, with yeah. us today. Most A lot of you listening know Paul and actually have insurance through Paul. But you know what? There's a lot of you that do not. We're going to talk insurance today. I've got my public adjuster, uh, Matt Stanford, from Paragon Services, calling in at 930 as well. So we'll just do some insurance today because it's a big topic. There's a lot of stuff going on, not just in the... Uh, the world, but here locally, there's been fires. Some of those fires are pretty much out, but there's still some hot spots and things going on, and there's just lots to learn when it comes to insurance and being properly insured. So that's one of those yep. things we'll talk about today. Yeah, and actually, it goes along. Last week, we were talking about electrical. We had Bill on for the Mark Electric, <laughs> and and you know yes. what? If if uh, if you were to do your outlet or do some electrical wiring and you didn't have a licensed electrician, and then the house burns, you know who pays? You know, great question. That's why it's it's good to maybe. Have a licensed electrician or talk to your homeowner, your insurance guy, and say, hey, Paul, if I'm going to do this, right. how should I do this? And again, you know, Dennis Brewster with us, as you just heard. Uh, real quick, Charlie Grimes, your engineer, Larry Unger answering phones. If you got a question, by the way, for Paul or myself, Dennis, either one, give us a call, 303-477-5600. Some of you that can't, don't have time to call, you can text us as well, the text line 307 307- 282 Also, this program plays again on Tuesdays from 2 to 3, which uh, we appreciate KLZ doing that for us. So as we all talk, we need to remember that there'll be p- people listening in the afternoons on Tuesday as well. So this is good information that will replay again on Tuesday. And Sunday. And, and tomorrow as well. So, yeah, there's several times we'll th- this will replay, but... Most importantly, on Tuesday afternoon, we'll we'll play this again, so we should remember that as we start talking to, to everybody three. today. 2 to 3 o'clock on Tuesday. So here's the thing, the reason why I say that. If you missed today's program and you're not a podcast person, you can't go back and listen, which all the podcasts we have up at SoundCloud, they're on my Drive Radio account, but you can go to SoundCloud and find all of our, our podcasts there. But you're, maybe you're not the podcast guy, but you want somebody else to listen to what we're talking about today. Just tell them to listen on Tuesday from 2 to 3, and this thing will, you know, will replay this in its entirety at that time. So, Paul, how are you this morning? I'm doing good. How are you doing? What's with this? We, we got nice sunny weather when I first woke up and got down here, and now there's, like, cloud cover and some flurries floating around. I know. I was talking to my father on Golden by your house, and he said that they had, like, two minutes of, like, blizzard snow. I know. Snow. It was then really a, coming down. Then my a son rainbow Richard and then sent, me a, sent me a picture. It's like, wow. Anyways, that's Colorado. Yeah, that's so how it works, yeah. right? All right, so let's do this. Let's talk about insurance. And most of you know, and no secrets here, that I had a cabin up in Granby that that I lost and uh, you know burned to the ground. And so going through the process of doing the claims and all the different things that are on it. And this Paul Paul Lewenberger is not my agent on that particular house because oh. I can only find one company that wrote insurance on that because of where it was, right, Paul? Yeah, because the brush score was a ninety-two out of a hundred. Yeah. So based on the location, defensible space, it just wasn't in Ampac's wheelhouse. Right, which is fine. Not everybody will do that. What does that mean? Yeah, explain. Yeah. So there's a company out there, CoreLogic, that does high risk, and so they'll go out there and map it. And so you put in the address, and it comes up with a risk score. So like your house, my house, John's house down in Arvada, 
you may be a seven or eight out of a hundred. Uh-huh. Anything up to a sixty, we write you know without any issues. Sixty to seventy, it goes to our first line defense underwriter. Then seventy to ninety goes to the second. Then ninety and above goes to a committee that looks at it. And so the higher the number, closer to hundred, the more the more risk. The risk. Yeah. yeah. How do you get the risk down? Is it by having a firehouse close by? Yeah. The, Hydrants, all kinds of things that way, yeah, right? All that stuff, the amount of, of trees to the house, you know, if everything's within, it's it, they, it's satellite views. So, I mean, if you have defensible space around your house, but you still have, you're in the thick of pine, you know, like up by like Rabbit Ears Pass, it's still going to be high risk, even though your space is good. Yeah. But when it, well, and a great example is that fire that just came through that, you know, Trail Creek fire, even though there was tons of homes, mine included, that had a lot of defensible space around it. The way that thing was blowing, hurricane force winds, I literally, and I, I explained this during the week, I don't think I've talked about it on this show yet, but I, I saw things there that I've never seen in my entire life. There's literally, literally holes left in the ground where a tree was, where most likely it was a tornado-type fire that literally sucked the tree up out of the ground in its hole, burned it up as it went up into this tornado of a fire, basically, because there's no tree left anywhere around, period. It literally just pulled it out like a matchstick. And, I mean, we're talking trees that had probably a foot-plus, you know, base to them. These were big, you know, lodgepole pines that it literally just sucked out. You can see all the way back into the ground where it literally pulled roots, everything. It didn't burn it back into the dirt. It literally sucked it up, roots and all, up into the sky. No joke. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. They're claiming that this particular fire, that troublesome fire up there, has got some statistics to it now that they will use for other fires on down the road because there's things there that they've never seen before in a fire. Wow. Amazing. Wow. So, you know, with that, um, we, I went to Powell a couple of weeks last week Powell. Yeah, to take our houseboat out of the water. And on the way there, we went through Glenwood Canyon. Mm-hmm. And, and the fire that went through there, there was leaves still left on the trees. Mm-hmm. The pro- and, I, and there was a fireman that was with us, you know, who does fires. And he said, "What happened? That means the fire went so fast through went there. Went sideways. Yep. It went. The wind yep. blew it so fast it didn't have a chance to burn the tree That's leaves. Right. Wow. It was so That's weird, but it burned the bottom half of it. Well, and in the case of like my cabin, for example, we're guessing that in that case, you know, because we had trees around it that were literally sucked up. We had a tree next to it still standing green, no problems. Most likely, probably pulled the roof or something off, and then of course the fire goes inside. And you I mean you don't know what's happening at that point, but yeah. you know it looks for air. That's what fires do, and." Of course, a house is a big air structure, if you think about it. There's tons yeah. of air inside of it, so it seeks that out. And, yeah, it, it's just, you know, it's just one of those things. And, crazy. And, but you know what? That's, and, you know, this is why Paul's here. That's why yeah. we have insurance. You have insurance for those catastrophic events. You hope they never happen. We plan to not have them happen. But my point is, and the reason why I wanted Paul to be here today, and, and I appreciate him joining us, is that there's a lot of you listening. And I mean this sincerely, folks. And Paul will say this. We don't want anybody to be overinsured. I mean, we don't want you to have, you know, be insurance, call, Paul calls it insurance poor. You know, we don't want you to be poor from writing insurance <laughs> right. checks. But on the same token, if you're not properly insured and you have some sort of a catastrophic event, you're going to wish you had more insurance when that happens. Right, right. I'm sure, Paul, you've got stories along those lines where that's happened. Oh, all the time. I mean, the best thing I tell people is if you want to self-insure, raise your deductible. Because then you know at the end of the day you're out-of-pocket expense versus is X. insuring your house for 200 when it's going to cost 300 to build. Right. And then you got a $100,000 deductible, but you're crossing your fingers that it's never going to burn down. Right. Yeah, no, that's an uncomfortable feeling. Yeah, and then there's other yeah. things, too, we'll, we'll get into today when it comes to theft and just the way certain things are handled. And by the way, folks, it's the other thing that we'll, we'll talk about today as well is not every insurance company handles things exactly the same way. Some insurance right. companies do things a certain way. 
you know, Paul from American National, they may do something a little different. than I, I know, for example, Contents. Paul's company, American National, does some things differently with Contents than what some others do. And every one of those is going to be a little different. And I will say this, I'll say this all day long, and I know folks are listening to us on Tuesday. If you are buying insurance online and never talking to anybody in person, you're going to get screwed down the road. Yeah. I'll just say it straight up because that's exactly how that works. What you're doing then is buying the bare minimum for whatever it is you need to be doing, whether that's home auto, even life. If you're buying something online, never talking to an individual, uh, I, you know what, and there's a, there's a claim on down the road, don't come crying to me. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to feel too sorry for you. Oh, you're buying, you're buying price. It's all you're buying. Yeah. And what does that get you? Well, we've been in the car industry, Dennis, <laughs> yeah. my entire life. It what does buying you, price do? Nothing. Uh, typically, it comes back to bite you down the road at some point. It does. It's never a Buying good price never yeah. works. So, Paul, what are some of the first things folks should look at? And, well, I guess maybe, let me rephrase this. When somebody calls you, and you start to go through and review what they currently have and how you can help and so on. What are some of the things that you ask them and what folks should be ready to answer? I just, we start with the basics of what's the square footage of your house? What year did you buy it? Is the basement finished? Because some of that stuff, people don't pull permits, so it's not on public records. And a lot of the people out there will find, will run their numbers and they'll say, oh, you're eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000 more in coverage on coverage A than what I currently have. And then we find out that they finished the basement, forgot to tell their other insurance company, maybe their kitchen is the designer kitchen or custom because they rebuilt, you know, they gutted it and redid it, and it's not a basic kitchen anymore, a builder's grade from 2000. So we start from there and then just work our way back. And we have a sponsor during the week called Enchanted Kitchens that does all that design work. So I guess what you're telling me, Paul, is if somebody uses Enchanted, they get their kitchen completely redone, they probably should be revisiting their insurance policy as well. Oh, absolutely, because you've got a builder's grade kitchen that was built by Dior Horton back in 2005, and now you've got a $30,000 upgraded kitchen that's more designer and custom. That's not what the ITV shows. So when you go to rebuild it, they're rebuilding it based on what's inside of that insurance to value, the replacement cost estimator. Okay. You so, know, and that's something that's interesting because if, you know, we're all out there doing home improvements and stuff, and so every once in a while we should call you up and let you know what we've done. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and the thing I get now more than anything is people calling to say, hey, my, the value of my home's gone up because I, I just got it refinanced and it appraised at 400 and we've got insured for 350 And I try to explain to people that's not the rebuild cost. That's right. the value. Just like 10 years ago, it was flipped. People thought their houses were overinsured because the values were less. Still, but, a square, still a per square foot price to rebuild, right? Correct. Which, by the way, for everybody listening, depending upon the type of home finishes and so on you do, you're going to be pretty much in that in that probably high, you know, high 180, 190 range, uh, yeah. typically 200 bucks a foot, and in some cases, depending upon your home and the finishes, you go as high as 300 a foot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's not uncommon to be at 250, 300 bucks a foot. So do the math. Right. You've got a 3,000 square foot house, and it's 300 bucks a foot. It's a $900,000 rebuild, folks. Right. I don't care what the house. T- to Paul's point, right. doesn't matter what the place is appraising for. No. It's a matter of how much is it going to take to get carpenters and framers, you know, you know, framers and carpenters and roofers and finish people. And depending upon the, the damage and what happened, whether it's a tornado or whether it's a flood or whether it's a fire, and we'll talk about flood in a minute, but depending upon what happened, you may be redoing the foundation as well. All that cost needs to be included in the policy. Well, and the other thing you need, to, we talk about later, is ordinance and law. If you don't have code coverage and your house is built in 1950, That's right then nothing's been updated, which isn't, I mean, you don't see that very often, but if you don't have code coverage, they don't upgrade it to code. Now, what happens when, you know, like uh, here last couple of years, they, you know, house prices have been re, 
like in Douglas County or Elbert County, they kind of went through, and now all of a sudden our house is getting taxed higher because the Doesn't it matter. went up. It doesn't yeah, change. No, no, because it's still a square footage replacement cost, depending yeah. upon the type of finishes you but, have in the but house. But the insurance should maybe go up a little bit, right? A little bit, but yeah. not 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 like what it's been doing. The only time you run into issues is if you're buying it new, and let's say the insurance comes at four hundred to rebuild, but the loan's six hundred thousand. Then we got to worry about covering the loan for the mortgage. Right. Sure. The mortgage sure. That's, yeah, that's a different situation. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. Good point, by the you way. You know what? I'm sitting here thinking about all the things I've added on. I need to call you. Yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. You know, I've, actually, I've, yes, I've I put a full security too. system in yeah. you know, with cameras and everything around the house. So, And then I redid the flooring, and I did some kitchen stuff. And yep. I'm sitting there going, and then I did some stuff downstairs. So I'm like, oh, yep. I actually added on a porch. And when the inspector came by, he looked inside the windows and saw that I had done the basement. And, and at the time, I never called anybody. But I had a licensed electrician help me do the wiring, but right. we didn't say anything. And and then they said, you remodeled your basement, so we're going to fix that in our <laughs> yeah, they are. county. And they yeah, did. They're going to fix it. They did. They, in other words, you're going to pay more in taxes. I pay more in yes. taxes now. Yes. But okay. now when you sell it, though, can't you advertise it as a finished? Right. Yes. Yes, yeah. I can. Great point. Yeah. All right, we'll come back, guys. If you got any questions for Paul, we'll have him here. Actually, through Drive Radio as well, we'll talk some car insurance and things there because that's another yeah. huge topic. We'll talk homeowners and the house side of the fence now. We'll get into the car side of it later. But if you got a question for Paul on any front, please call us, 303-477-5600, or the text line, 307-200-8222. We'll be right back. This is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Rates are like a roller coaster lately. Are you concerned about the future? and how to protect your home? Do you want to become mortgage safe? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With home values still at their highest level ever and rates at historic lows, now may be the best time to be prepared if the economy changes. Last time, many of our friends lost their home when it was unnecessary. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many of our clients have the ability to tap their equity should the economy change, all without having to borrow the money now. We can show you how to access your equity in these uncertain times to give you peace of mind and allow you to focus on what's important, your family. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage at 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. We are locally owned and operated since 2001. Our reputation of putting you first with straight answers and listening are unmatched in Colorado. Let us help you protect your home. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance will make you financially whole. Losing your home or vehicle in a disaster will leave an emotional impact, no matter how much insurance you buy, but it doesn't need to hurt you financially. John Rush personally knows homeowners who have ended up in bankruptcy because they didn't have proper insurance. Even after their houses were completely destroyed, they still had to make mortgage payments. Imagine trying to find a new place to live while still paying a mortgage on your old house, which no longer exists. The same thing has happened to vehicle owners who continue to make payments on totaled vehicles because they didn't have enough coverage to make them financially whole. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance, will make sure that even in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect. John Rush believes there's no such thing as normal. You always need to stay focused on the future, and this current environment is no different. The only difference now is that you have a rare opportunity to beat your competition as they stay stuck in survival mode. 
Not one of John's small business clients shut down during the quarantine. And believe it or not, none of them has seen a drop in overall revenue compared to last year. Hire John and stay focused on the future. RushToReason.com. All right, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Dennis Brewster, Charlie Grimes, our engineer, Larry Younger answering phones, Paul Lewinberger from American National Insurance with me today, one of our great sponsors, and uh, has been a great sponsor, by the way, throughout the years on uh, Drive Radio and also Rush to Reason. We appreciate Paul very much, and I know a lot of you out there use him, but a lot of you do not, and we'll talk about some of this. So you guys were talking through the break when it comes to outside structures. That's another great topic, by the way. Right, because I didn't even think, do I tell you about my outside structures or if I'm adding one on, do I need to call you and let you know? Cause I didn't think uh, for some reason, I just, it doesn't think you don't think to tell you that there's a lot of things. I don't think I'm sitting here thinking, you know, a lot of people <laughs> should probably have a list maybe that you have that you should be, te- we should be telling you. Well, the you other know? thing I would recommend too, and Paul does this for me is get your agent out to your house and walk your property with you and make sure you're properly insured after you do a walkthrough. From where he lives, he'd have to pack a lunch, maybe a breakfast, a lunch, and then a don't, dinner. I don't think he would care. <laughs> <laughs> no. I know Paul won't have to know that. He didn't care. Yeah. I'll just stay the night. And by the, and by yeah, the way, right? that's the, those are the things, and I go back to what yeah. I said earlier. That's the difference between buying insurance online and buying insurance from an agent. Right. You, if you buy something from somebody locally that's going to meet you at your house and walk through things, and yeah. by the way, if you have an agent that's not doing that, you need a new agent. Yeah. I, I mean that sincerely. I know Paul well enough to know that's what he does. That's how he takes care of right, our I people. know. I've, I've been with you, him for years. That's what you need. So. And, and the other thing that you haven't mentioned is the rebate. Sometimes we'll, we get, you know, we'll yeah, get to the rebate. Don't go there. <laughs> buildings first. Get the, get the buildings first. Yeah. So when you look at your policy, you always have coverage A, and coverage A will dictate the rest of the coverages down below. So coverage A is the structure of your house. Uh-huh. So if you've got your house insured for 500000 and then you look at the next line item, and that's coverage B, that's other structures. So that's anything not attached to the house. So if you're at 500000 you'd be at 50000 for other structures. So a tough shed, covered. Your fence, covered. The little stuff, you're fine. But if you sit on a couple acres and you build... A 2,500 square foot outbuilding to store it's stuff. It's 150k. In. That's yeah. a different situation. Well, right? That's what I'm talking about because we live on acreage, and you know, just when I have a shed, it's it's a right. shed. Right. It's 20 by 20. Yeah. You know, and right. and it has a lot of stuff in there. Well, if you build a you know a, a, a horse arena or a, a big barn or a shop or something along those lines, and it becomes pretty self-sufficient with you know, heat and a bathroom and so on, it's no longer just an outside structure that's 10% of the value of your house. It could be its own house. Oh, yeah, you got to look at adding extra coverage. And it's not you add an extra 100000 of coverage on other structures. You're talking maybe $80 a year, $115 a year. Yeah. And then the stuff that's inside that's still transferable, like content, is still built into your home policy. So you don't have to add extra coverage if you've got a TV in there. You've got your toolboxes in there. That's still covered under the homeowners, but that structure itself. As long as you have enough coverage for all that. Correct. So that's yeah, the other thing see, that you need to double check is see what is your personal content coverage, right? Correct. And usually if you're at 500000 that number is always about 70 to 72% of coverage A for C. So you'd be at three fifty. So usually there's still going to be enough. But if you go out there and antique gas pumps and old Coke machines and you got right. all the car guy stuff in there. Right. Now, the cars would be covered under the car policy. And then anything for maintenance for the, you know, the riding lawnmower, that's still going to be personal property because that's stuff to maintain the property. Hey, See, what, what, go, one, one more question. Let's say inside the shop you've also got 
I don't know, ATV, snowmobiles, things like that that are parked inside that you don't have separately insured because maybe they're just things you use around your property. You're not going out in the woods with them. You're not worried about somebody stealing them. Are they covered if that thing burns down? You'd still need coverage on those, on the snowmobiles and ATVs. They need separate yeah. coverage. Okay. That's interesting, huh? See, and, and sometimes what happens, like... Well, I, I, one more question. What about a tractor? So if somebody's got a farm tractor... Under the home haul. It's under the home That's policy. under the home. Yeah. So that's not a separate policy Correct. for the tractor. Correct. So the tractor and the ATV are different. I'm confused. Why? Just because the ATV is more portable. I mean, you could technically take the ATV out of your property and go up to the mountains and do stuff, or maybe go down to the neighbor's house and do stuff to where a tractor is not going to really... I do that with my tractor, though. I go to other people's and maybe mow their yard. Yeah, so or how does that work? What if you take it's a covered. tractor? It is it's covered. covered. Is it covered? Mm -hmm. okay. I just don't think you see that on that side of the fence as much as you see like yeah. ATVs and snowmobiles. I mean, I see if you're sitting on five acres and the ATV is helping herd cattle. and Right. You know, but then that's a farm policy, and then you're talking totally it's a different, different situation. Yeah. See, we really should be thinking about this kind of stuff because I just sold my business last year, right? And in that, I brought some stuff home. Mm -hmm. So I probably should be talking yes. to you about some insurance. and I need to relook at everything, really. And yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. and, the, and the partly why we have Paul on here, and I'm a yeah. big one on this, and most, again, most people don't do this. I, I think, you know, I sort of do this just because in the business world, you do it on an annual basis, because right. in the business world, your commercial policy typically has a renewed date of a, on an annual basis, right. so you're sort of looking at that on a regular basis, but I, I would venture to guess, and Paul, you could chime in and tell us, but I would venture to guess that in most cases, most people get an insurance policy, pay the premium year after year after year, and probably never review it. No. Nah. Unless something major happens or a claim or updated the roof or something that's brought to their attention or their mortgage guy says, hey, you're paying too much or they do a refine. It's like, wow, you're way underinsured. I mean, other than that. People don't review it. Uh, mm -hmm. no. But you should be, folks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we, let's talk about this. You were talking about this during the break as well, that when the fire up there did happen, you got calls from some of your clients that do have homes and things up there that were asking, do I have fire insurance? What's the answer? As long as your policy says all peril and not named peril, then so you've all got peril. All peril means tornado, theft, fire, wind, hail, broken not, pipes. But not flood, right? I wanted to get into that because that's usually separate. Floods, right? groundwater coming in, and that's only covered through FEMA, through the National Flood Service Program. So if you don't have a flood policy, you don't have flood insurance. And if you're not in a flood zone, people don't buy it because, A, it's so expensive. Right. And usually the guys that have to have it will run $10,000 deductibles and still pay $1,500, $1,700 a year on top say, of yeah, their four, home. Yeah, depending upon, the, but, depending upon the home, three four grand a year in some yeah. cases. Depends. If it's, now you said you said groundwater. What happens if I have, you know, like my, I have a walkout basement and my water heater breaks and I'm not home? That's different. That's, that's different. different, right? You get heavy, heavy rains and you've graded the your landscape yeah. towards the house, not away from the house, and then that water's coming back up towards the house from yeah. the rain. That's flood. Uh, I don't, yeah. Sprinkler system breaks, pipe breaks, that's all covered. Yeah. Water backs up, that's covered. Okay. Like okay. in 2012 when we had all the floods here in Colorado, which some of you may or may not remember that, but in 2012 we had basically 100-year floods in Colorado. It wiped out a lot of homes up in the Lions, Boulder area. You know, right. It really got hammered up there, and the majority of those homes probably didn't have flood insurance because they're not in the floodplain, didn't need it, didn't feel like they needed it. And uh, you know, in, to Paul's point, it's a super expensive thing to – to buy, if you don't have flood insurance, though, and your house gets wiped off its foundation because of a torrential rainstorm, you're and on your own, right? they can anywhere. Oh, yeah. They well, can. I have people on the Big Thompson, up off 34 in the Big Thompson up there on Glade Road that mm -hmm. 
they've paid off their houses just to get rid of flood insurance because for some of them it was three grand a year on top of homeowners. So you're talking five thousand dollars a year just for insurance, and you may only have it. None of those got lost when that flood happened back then, but. I have a lot of, and there's people out there that will go buy new homes and they'll find out it's in a flood zone and it will deter them from buying it because now their escrow money doesn't match because right. now they got to factor in an extra $200 a month for flood, $200 a month for insurance, $300 a month for taxes. Now their escrow numbers are. Can you buy, this is a question that, I, that comes up quite often and I try to, I, I try to answer it the best I can, but can you buy flood insurance if you're not in a floodplain? Oh, yeah. Will FEMA sell it to you yeah. no matter what? Mm -hmm. So no matter where you're at, you can go to FEMA. But it, it, am I correct in that FEMA is the What's underwriter the, for flood insurance? There's different. Like Lloyd's of London does it. National Flood Service Program does it. It's all done separately through different companies, but it's all governed. By to, FEMA. And they're the ones that okay. map the zones. Okay. You know, because they've got a mathematical formula that comes up with what your zone is, and that's what dictates your your rates. It's not based on you or your credit. Or so how many people actually sell flood insurance? Everybody can. I mean, every agent has the ability to do it. Not a lot do it because I've done it so long that it's easy to do. And there's certain programs that I can use and get quick quotes, but it's not easy. Mm. That's why most people don't do it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, agents wise is what I'm trying to say. That's why most agents don't do it. Yeah. Just because if you don't do it enough, you just don't remember how to do it. Got it. And it's not, it's not real easy to do. Got they don't it. make it simple. And most companies out there will only cover up to two hundred fifty thousand, and the mortgage companies know that. So you can go go up to two fifty, and that's your max on flood insurance. On flood. Okay. Well, so what if the house is worth seven? You know, what if what if it's a seven fifty rebuild, and you get two hundred fifty k in insurance? You're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And and you know, there's a place in Parker where they have a dam, a brand new dam, right? And they're building houses like crazy down underneath that. So is that, that floodplain or not? How, I guess you'd have to map it and see. You'd have to map it and see. Because even if it's right below the where the water would come through? It would be. I mean, I would think it would be. Yeah. Like everybody on Ralston Creek is considered flood. Got it. I mean, and that's not really... Over in Arvada, there's yeah. not much there, but no. that's considered a floodplain. Like if you go down 72nd and Oak, yes. from 64th to 72nd, all those houses down in that little valley. So do they all have flood insurance? If you've got a mortgage. You have to. If you don't have a mortgage, it's your choice. Okay. Wow. And we're learning something every day. Right. And it's expensive. Like, if I lived down there and I didn't have a mortgage, I wouldn't do it. No, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't do it just because I wouldn't want to have to rebuild. Yeah, I had one, one commercial building for the longest time that I had to have uh, flood insurance on. And, yeah, that's a, it's not one of those things you enjoy paying. Well, and then you're dealing with the government. Yep. So they'll tell you how it's going to go. Yep. You know, I could be the best agent or the worst agent. It doesn't matter what I tell them. They're dealing strictly with you. You know, Remember the, that. The, the shop at Extreme, they, the water came up to the steps at one point wow. when a flood came through. Wow. And they said... Never came in. No. Well, that's good. They were up on higher ground. They built higher. Got it. And Joe says, I'm glad I did. You know how yes. driveway's so yes. steep. Yes, yeah. yes, and that's why. Yeah. Yeah, again, folks, there's lots of questions when it comes to insurance. And, and again, part of the reason why we're doing this, almost a public service type of a program, and I know this is playing again on Tuesday. Thank you for listening on Tuesday afternoon as well. But there's a lot of you listening that do not have the proper insurance. And I will just tell you right now, as somebody going through a claim myself and going through that process, you want to make sure you're properly insured. Because, it, you know, here's, here's what happens. Just real quick, i got a couple of minutes before we take our bottom of, the, of this half-hour break. Here's what happens, though. You have some sort of an event that happens, i.e. a fire. You've already got all these things that are going on with, you know, emotions. Now you've got to write all this stuff down for personal property. And there's all these different things that are happening 
at the same time that you're trying to get the claim handled and try to figure out, am I going to rebuild? And if so, how? And you still have the cleanup of all of, in this case, all of what burned down and is now one big ash heap on top of the foundation. That has to be dealt with and cleaned up. And you've got revegetation that you're trying to do. So there's all these moving parts, is my point, that are now going on. And the last thing you want weighing heavy on your heart and your soul is not in, not being insured properly. Right. It's a whole lot easier to handle everything I just talked about if you know you're going to be made whole when it's done. But if you don't have that, it, it's a it's a sinking feeling is the way I, I guess I would say it, Paul. Is if you're not insured properly, there's a catastrophic event. You're just knowing because you, you just now know that wow, we're not going to be made whole. And in some cases, I've I've heard of and seen people that literally either go to bankruptcy or they lose everything because they didn't have enough insurance to handle things to get it rebuilt properly. And it's a done deal at that point. Oh, you hear stories about that all the time. Yeah. And I mean, I meet with people all the time that will look at their stuff and like on the autos and they'll be at state minimums and they're like, but I'm insured according to the state. So I'm good to go. And I'm like, no, no, you're not. No, you're not. We'll talk about that in drive radio, by the way. So hang tight. We'll come back. Our public adjuster, uh, Matt Stanford is going to be joining us here momentarily. He's going to try to call in this morning, give us some tips on some of this as well. If you do have a claim and how that works, depending upon, well, literally just depending upon the insurance company and so on. We'll talk about some of that as well. Don't go anywhere. We'll come right back. This is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Your home insurance should include the stuff inside your house, too. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance, remains one of very few agents who will sit down with you and ask specific, detailed questions, making sure that in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. After a fire, you won't only need a new place to live, You'll also need to replace your gun collection and your jewelry. In those situations, you don't want to work with an agent you found online. You want to talk to someone who knows you, someone who will take the initiative to call and see how you're doing. Even in less disastrous situations, such as accidentally dropping your wedding ring down the sink, the proper coverage with Paul will make you financially whole. Paul Lewinberger can't relieve the emotional loss of a family heirloom, but he will make sure that you can replace your possessions at their full financial value. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect. Have you recently thought, what is my home worth? Should I sell it and move to a new location? Make an upgrade or downgrade? Call Jay and Bonnie Berger at Berger and Company Real Estate. They can help you make an evaluation of your current home and help you find the home of your dreams. Here's just one example of what they can do for you. If you're looking for a thoughtful, detailed broker who will have your best interests every step of the way, I highly recommend Jay and Bonnie Berger. They have gone above and beyond from the first time we met with them through the closing process and actually after the closing as well. We interviewed four realtors, all who were experienced and knowledgeable in the Parker and Greater Denver area. Jay and Bonnie brought a fresh perspective and more detailed approach than any of the other three realtors. Their attention to detail was impeccable, from what they thought we could list our house for, to touching at paint on the walls, to suggestions that help with inspection, to line-by-line items on the settlement. Jay's nickname should be Mr. Detail. I'm sure there are other great brokers out there, but I would easily say that Burger & Company Real Estate is one of the best in the greater Denver area. On top of everything, Jay and Bonnie went above and beyond to ensure it was a smooth process as we had a short window of opportunity to sell our home and relocate before three girls started school in Idaho. 
My husband and I were able to focus on getting ready for the move while they focused on the details of the sale of our home and they kept us informed every step of the way. I can't say enough how thankful we are that we chose the burgers to represent us and sell our home. I highly recommend Jay and Bonnie and we would absolutely work with them again in the future. So if you're thinking of buying or selling, call Mr. and Mrs. Detail, Burger and Company Real Estate. Find them at burgerrealestate.net. That's spelled B-U-E-R-G-E-R or find them on fixitradio.com. Take aim. Affordable Interest Mortgage has been offering the Asset Manager all-in-one loan for over 11 years. We are experienced in helping homeowners pay thousands less in interest on their mortgage, own their home faster, all without spending one dime more. 720-895-0500. Take aim. Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we have hundreds of clients that have been using this loans to build their equity faster, access emergency funds when necessary, and pay off their home in 8 to 13 years versus 25 to 30. People initially believe this loan is too good to be true, but it is true. Call 720-895-0500 now to see if you qualify. Loans from 100000 to $2.5 million, same rate. Ask our previous clients. They will tell you it works. Call 720-895-0500 and work with the experts. This loan has been around since 1965. Affordable interest mortgage, where it's all about you. 720-895-0500. Regulated by DOOR, NMLS 298191, Equal Credit Lender. All right, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. By the way, and I'll mention this again. I know it's in, in the ads for Paul, but if you want to call Paul directly, here's his number, 303-662-0789, 303-662-0789. Jeff in Western Montana, how are you, sir? I am better than I deserve. How are you, Jeff? We're very well, Jeff. Thanks for calling, sir. Good. I have two comments and a question. First of all, when, uh, when we lived in... Uh, Colorado Springs. We lived in the Rock Roman area, and they had a bunch of coal mines there. That um, there were houses that had subsided because of, uh, of mines collapsing in. Um, and I mean, the house didn't disappear, but it caused structural issues right, and stuff. Right. And so, um, in that, I found out that Colorado has a mine subsidence protection program. That if you live in an area, it doesn't have to be mines, but uh, if you live in a known subsidence area, you can get that, and it's relatively cheap. I think it was something on the order of 800 bucks total over a period of three years. And uh, it covers you for a certain amount of money if you have damage to a foundation due to subsidence. I didn't know about I that. I didn't even know. I wouldn't even thought. How, how do you find out, Jeff? I've never heard of that. Yeah, is there something you need to look up on a on a map with your county? How does that work? Yeah, it's, uh, it's colorado.gov. It's the Mine Subsidence Protection Program. Okay. That's right. good to know. And, uh, yeah. Writing this down. Yeah, and uh, they have a they have an email on the site that you but you just go out to the site and it's it's there. So, great, great yeah, advice for, for for a very cheap price. Uh, it gave me a lot of peace of mind, particularly in the area I lived in. Um, wow. Second of all, second of all, up here I don't know how I don't know can't remember how geologically active Colorado is, but uh, where we live in Western Montana, right by Flathead Lake, there's a lot uh, in our area. We have a lot of uh, earthquakes. Mm. Not a lot in terms of, you know, often, right. you know, every day. We've had, I think, one since we've been here maybe. Um, but, you know, you could feel it. And uh, so um, I didn't hear you talk about earthquake protection. Uh, normally that's a writer I would not have even thought about. But when I saw this map, I said, well, how expensive is it? And it was oh, relatively cheap. I can't even remember what the cost was to add it. But it was probably like 100 bucks a year or something. 
So, is, so, in, uh, and so this is a question for Paul. If there's an earthquake, which we've had some in Colorado, we don't have anything severe to where it typically does much with, you know, structures and things like that. But let's say there was a big earthquake that happened. Is that, that what you said earlier when it comes to the, the you know, the, the loss end of things like fire and things like that? Would earthquake cover be, be covered? No, it's excluded. And I've never even looked into it. I've never had anybody. Because we don't live in an area that's a high yeah, I've never had seismic anybody area. Gotcha. I'll take that back. It's for for me. It's four hundred thirty-three dollars a year, and that's And who do you have to buy that through, Jeff? I got it through my. I I, I have our all of our insurance through USAA, and so that was with my homeowner's policy. It wasn't anything additional. You just can add it as a writer. Is there a separate deductible for that? Um, I haven't gone. I don't think so. I haven't gone to. It's just. I, when I look at the policy and endorsements and everything that's here, I, I just look at added, you know, um, mm. water backup or earthquake. Huh. Uh, okay. They're just riders. Good to know. Um, yeah, and then I have a question. You know, um, you thought you talk about replacement costs was something that uh, triggered something in my mind. I was going through the, the home, the big box stores, and looking at the price of things. And, I mean, when I added on in, in 2000, 2002, our house. I was buying uh, OSB for six, seven bucks a board, and now it's up in the twenty dollar range. And yeah, entire yes. group plywood for the floors are fifty bucks a sheet. That's right. I'm looking at that and just shaking my head. Yeah, you can't so, buy a decent. You know, Jeff, just as an example, you can't hardly buy a decent kitchen faucet assembly for less than one hundred and fifty bucks. Where you used to be able to buy that for fifty. I mean, yeah, all of that stuff has gone up. Right, and and the the question centers around the fact that. Um, and you're going to have it probably because of your fires that, uh, you know, the uh, when there's a lot of building or rebuilding, we have a lot of building up here. A lot of folks are coming in from out of state trying to escape COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, so there's a lot of building and rebuilding going on, but that has caused housing material prices to really skyrocket. And so the question I have is how much should you factor that into your insurance? Great needs? question. You know, if you're, if it, if it starts to, you know, you have mm-hmm. a 50% increase in rebuilding costs, is that something you should worry about, or do you just kind of let the market take care of it and your agent will know what to do? And, you know, what Great do you question. Think, like, what do you think, Paul? It's it's built in to the replacement cost estimator for that percentage of increase every year. And the other thing that, like what we do and most companies do, is you've got a guaranteed replacement cost. So if your house is insured for 500 we got an extra 25% cushion just for the what-ifs. Right. So at five hundred thousand, you've got an extra hundred thousand built in for those sorts of things. Yeah. So you've got as long as you're properly insured to begin with, you'll always be fine. You know, they okay. said that one of the reasons the cost went up is because COVID hit and people were staying home and started fixing up their homes. Yep. And there was some Home Depots were running out of wood and and Lowe's they're running out of wood and everything. So uh, all these people remodeling and stuff. Yes. There you go. Push the price up. Supply and demand. Supply and demand, yep. And uh, to answer your question on the deductible, there is is a separate deductible for for each single earthquake. It says we'll only pay that part of the cost, which exceeds 10% of the amount of coverage for the uh, dwelling. Okay. So So 10%, so if you've got a $500,000 house and you've got a $50,000 deductible. Yeah, 50K, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Jeff, that's great. I, right. I appreciate the, the questions and the phone call and the tip on the uh, the mines and the earthquakes. I've 
no. never really thought about having earthquake insurance in Colorado. I don't know. Or even mine. So I guess real quick, Paul, on that, what, what would somebody do to even determine if that's something they'd want to even try to add? I mean, you've never written it because typically, I, never, I mean, I, I've lived here my whole life and we've never had an incident yet, although the way 2020 is going, <laughs> yeah, you don't know. I think anything's yeah, possible no, now. Anything is possible, yeah. <laughs> and I've never looked into it yeah. just because it's never been an issue. Nobody's ever, I've had people ask just, is you know is this covered and it's like no it's not okay and then move on but never nobody's ever really nobody's ever pursued it. Yeah. Well, maybe we should uh, have you do that and next time you come on give us a little feedback. Now I got homework. Works. Now you got some homework to do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Dang it. I mean, <laughs> no. I, I yeah I it's not something. I mean, by the way, I appreciate you calling in, Jeff. I really oh. do. Western Montana. Jeff used to live down here, still listens to us up in Montana. Which, by the way, all of you listening, even on Tuesday, you can listen to us from wherever, as you could just tell from. From Jeff there a moment ago. You, we've got the app, the KLZ Radio app. You can listen to us there. You can go online to klzradio.com. You can go right to any, any of our websites, uh, drive-radio.com, Fix-It Radio. All of those have a listen live button. You can just listen yep. in and listen to the stream and, and handle it that way. Or, of course, listen back to the podcast and things that we have you know, that way as well. But, yeah, I, I've never thought about the earthquake sides of the fence here in Colorado. I don't know that I've ever... I mean, I've lived here my whole life, and I can remember a few tremors, you know, down through the years, but nothing that, you know, we even shake. small tremors. Nothing yeah. that would even shake the house. No. And if you get a 10% deductible here, and let's say you've got a $300,000 home, so $30,000, I mean, I've never, I mean, even if it was something small, I don't see it being covered. That, that big of a claim to where it would even be covered. If I, you had it. Right. $30,000, I mean, that'd be a huge... No, his other tip on the coal mine end of things, that is something worth looking at. And a lot of you that are in areas where, you know, my dad used to say, you know, back in the day when I was a kid, and, and I, I believe he's been right up to this point. Granted, we've been able to change construction methods and how we do foundations and so on. But right now, the majority of the houses being built in Colorado, not not outside in the plains, and so on, but up and down this front range area... I'll just tell you right now, back in the day, my dad would say, that's all crap land, and you know, I can't ever see there being houses there. Well, now we have houses there, and right. typically it's on land that you know, way back in the day nobody would have ever built on because of either bentonite, you know, high concentration of clay, they're close to mines, different things along those lines. So, yeah, that would be something if, you're, if you map it out and you see you're close to a, an old coal mine or something along those lines, yeah, it wouldn't be a bad idea to go to that website and... Check it out and see what the Rocky cost Flats. would be. Yeah, the Rocky. Yeah. yeah, we never thought anything would be built close to that, and now there's a subdivision just to the the south of it. So yeah, folks, there there are there are things going on in Colorado now because, folks, people are moving in. We've you know in a lot of cases run out of land. If you really really want to look at it that way, we really have. That's why a lot of the homes, you know, the interior parts of the metro area. If anybody's got any kind of land acreage, things like that. In fact, a lot of the small hobby farms. You know, if you've got a 10-acre or under hobby farm and you live next to two or three others, don't be surprised if in the next 10 years they're not all gone and there's not condos or subdivisions or whatever oh. built on those because that's what these developers are doing. They'll go in and buy yep. you know, three different plots, scrape everything off the top, and, and build other things on top of it because there's nowhere left for people to come to Colorado and move to in this metro area. Right. They're building on the old Lowry bombing range. A little already out by us. About, really? Yeah, it was an old bombing range, and Lowry would... The, the planes would come out of Lowry, and then they'd, drive out, they'd fly out that way past Smoky Hill and Arapaho Road, basically, out that way, and they would bomb it. And when they went in there to do it, there was probably 300 people out there putting, they had mine detectors out there, and they're all putting these flags in everywhere where they could have been a metal or 
a bomb, and they found a few. And they're building houses on that. Yes, they are. And now they're talking about, now they're scraping some more, and they're going to be doing more. That's a great question, by the way. We'll talk to Paul about with some of these areas where you're now building homes that when I was a kid, nobody would have ever ever thought homes would be there. Let's talk about that when we come back again. Paul Lundberger with us today, American National Insurance. Call him directly at 303-662-0789. You're listening to Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560. Rates are like a roller coaster lately. Are you concerned about the future and how to protect your home? Do you want to become mortgage safe? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With home values still at their highest level ever and rates at historic lows, now may be the best time to be prepared if the economy changes. Last time, many of our friends lost their home when it was unnecessary. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many of our clients have the ability to tap their equity should the economy change. All without having to borrow the money now. We can show you how to access your equity in these uncertain times to give you peace of mind and allow you to focus on what's important, your family. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage at 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. We are locally owned and operated since 2001. Our reputation of putting you first with straight answers and listening are unmatched in Colorado. Let us help you protect your home. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance will make you financially whole. Losing your home or vehicle in a disaster will leave an emotional impact, no matter how much insurance you buy, but it doesn't need to hurt you financially. John Rush personally knows homeowners who have ended up in bankruptcy because they didn't have proper insurance. Even after their houses were completely destroyed, they still had to make mortgage payments. Imagine trying to find a new place to live while still paying a mortgage on your old house, which no longer exists. The same thing has happened to vehicle owners who continue to make payments on totaled vehicles because they didn't have enough coverage to make them financially whole. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance, will make sure that even in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect. Now is the time to zero in on your target audience. So many businesses spread themselves too thin by trying to reach an enormous pool of customers. John Rush can help you define your niche, trimming the fat so you can maximize your profits, not just surviving the shutdowns, but actually beating out your competition with smarter business strategies. You've done a good job staying afloat. Now it's time to hone in on your most profitable customers. Reach John now at RushToReason.com. All right, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Questions for Paul, give us a call, 303-477-5600. Paul Lumberger, our my, Dennis's, Lair, I mean, a lot of our insurance agents. <laughs> yeah. Our insurance yeah. agent, I should say, for a lot of us that are involved, a lot of you listening as well. We really appreciate Paul and what he does for all of you listening as well. But let's talk for a moment about, because we didn't get into this yet, I want to make sure we had time for this. Paul's got a great rebate program that he most does. people don't know about. So let's explain that real quick. So when you do... Home and auto, we do a home and auto discount, but when you do home and auto insurance with us and you hit your third year of being with us, and the third year we'll give you 25% of your first year premiums back for being claim-free on home and auto, fourth year, second year, fifth year, third year. If you have a claim, you go three years and you're back in it again. And the point is they just don't want you to nickel and dime us. If you've got a $1,200 claim with a $500 deductible because you backed into a pull, fix it. Right. Don't turn it in. 
Yeah, I mean, I've got people that will have minor claims and they'll pay it out well, of pocket. We had, that, we had a situation, I did, earlier yeah. in the year, back in like February or something, where I called Paul up and I said, hey, I've got a situation, I've got something that I need to get fixed. I'm trying to, you know, as somebody that, that, you know, damaged my car, it wasn't my fault, didn't know who did it, so it was a, you know, my insurance would have had to have picked up that claim, even though it wasn't my fault, I didn't do anything. Uh, so I called Paul and said, hey, is this something where, you know, I should fix it myself? And so by the time I did the math and looked at what the rebate would have been versus turning it in and all of that, I just fixed it myself. It was easier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you pay $1,000 a year in homeowners and $1,000 a year in car insurance, you're going to get 25% of $2,000 back every year. Right. In my case, it was way more than that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have too many cars. Right. Paul loves me. Well, I know you have too many cars. Paul loves me. <laughs> you don't even have to make that statement. Everybody knows you have too, too many, many cars. Too many cars is my problem. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, no, it's all good. And, uh, okay, uh, one question I had for Paul. Going back to some of these areas as I, I left the, the last uh, segment talking about areas in the, the front range here where, you know, literally my dad said as a kid, you know, there'll never be homes in those areas. Well, you know, not technically was he wrong. It's just we were able to change construction processes, and we now can drill down to – you know, bedrock for the foundations and things like that. So we can put houses now where some 30, 40 years ago, you would have never yeah. you know, put a foundation in because back then we didn't have that technology. And, and by the way, there were a lot of guinea pigs along the way. There were folks that learned, you know, construction companies and housing projects and so on that learned how to deal with some of that because they built things, didn't build it right. They had soils that, you know, moved and pushed things around and houses moved around that on their night. foundation and so on. But let's say, for example, Paul, Somebody builds in an area, you now insure that area. So let's talk about Rocky Flats. I hate to use that as an example, but they're building homes right now right south of where Rocky Flats used to be. And some people would never buy a house there, but it's not stopping a lot of people from buying houses that's, there because the whole Candelas area is full uh, of homes now. It's gigantic. Well, that's because of the new people moving in. The in Coloradoans know not to build there. Well, you know, it's funny. There's even Coloradans, though, that have lived here for a very long time that still live in Candelas. So, you know, there's folks that are living out there. So let's say, for example, though, they live out there. We also know that's a, a high bentonite, you know, clay area uh, near the flats and that. And let's say there's something that happens when it comes to either, you know, soil contamination or the house moves. How does the insurance side of that work? It's just not covered. I mean, there's no peril that's done it. So earth movement would be like earthquake coverage. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, so even if the bentonite gets so bad and all of a sudden you have a, a basement foundation that moves or, you know, the builder didn't do something correctly and, you know, you got cracking walls and things along those lines, that's not normal insurance. Nope. See, I think there's misconceptions on people that think that your regular insurance policy will cover those, and it's not. No, I mean, unless it's something that's, you know, a, a pipe breaks in your basement that gets into the foundation that causes issues, that's different. But if it's just... Regular soil movement. Yeah, that's... So driveway heaves. Let's let you, that's, that's another one that happens in Colorado a lot because we already know that a lot of the home builders don't prep the soil correctly and foundations not, you know, the foundation itself typically doesn't move, but you might have sidewalk upheaval or the front step sinks or raises or the driveway itself sinks or raises. Those are not covered, right? Nope. Uh -uh. So you're just on your own. Ooh. If that happens, you're I mean, on your own. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. I mean, you're at the, the mercy of the builder. I mean, and I know there's laws and, and paperwork you sign with the builder and there's X amount of dates. But well, once you're out of warranty, yeah, you're, you're on your own, folks. Don't, don't, my point is this. That's not something that typically you're going to find in your insurance policy that's going to be covered. If those things happen, or let's say out in Candelas area, we find, I don't know, two or three years from now that, you know, radiation from the old, uh, you know, the old uh, site there for Rocky Flats somehow leaks and leaches into the soil. I'm no. not saying this is going to happen, by the way, folks, right. I, no. I, I don't think it will. But let's just say that it did. Let's say you're in an area where that, that happens. There's no coverage if you decide all of a sudden you want to either 
you have a claim because your house value just you know sank like a rock because there's now radiation in the soil you're you're not getting anything out of that are you no there's nothing i mean and you can't even add anything to that it just is what it is, it is right yeah sort of that buyers beware of where you're moving into right absolutely yeah i lived in uh, over by dry creek and uh, colorado boulevard and when i was you know a lot younger a lot lot younger i rented a house there and it rained. You couldn't open the back door because the bed night. Everything, everything moved. It just enough. moved and That's everything. Right. And they said they wanted me to buy the house, and I'm like, I ain't buying this house. Wow. You know, because you couldn't even open the back no, door. Back in the day, that was very common because yeah. again, they you know, like the you were saying, contractors yeah. didn't know about the expan. Well, right. they knew about expansive soils. They just didn't know how to deal with them like we do today. Right. And my point is this: I think there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to insurance policies and what people feel is covered. And, right. and no offense, Paul, but most people probably never pull their policy out and even read it. No. I mean, most, like I said, when the fires happened, I had people call me asking if fire was covered. Yeah. And it is in yeah. most cases. Yeah. I, mean, all, I mean, all the time, unless it's a named peril. But, yeah, I get calls all the time for stuff that I look at it as you should know that, but most people don't. And so when I try to sit down with people, I'll explain to them X, Y, and Z. This is what we need to go through. And if you're not willing to give me the time to let me explain it to you, it's probably not going to work. Okay. Yeah, you know, that's what we should do. We should sit down and, and read what we got and understand what we have. Otherwise, what mm -hmm. happens is people assume I'm covered under all this well, stuff. And then you have and, a claim and it's a problem. And then oh, they... Huge. Yeah, and then they're upset. Right. You know, and the only thing they should cover. be upset with is go look in the mirror. Yeah, but they, exactly. they want to blame everybody else. Okay, going yeah. back to, and I was going to try to get Matt to call him, but he's been very, very busy with the fires. Matt Stanford, who's a public adjuster. I've used Matt many, many times in the past. He's helping me with what I've got going on up in the, the troublesome fire area. And by the way, a public adjuster, and even though Paul's sitting here as the agent, public adjusters have a place, folks. And Paul can even attest to this because there is a lot of insurance companies out there, some good, some bad. But you get a big claim like what's going on, you know, a big area like what we've had happen with up in Fort Collins with Cameron and up in the Troublesome Fire area, Granby area. You get that many claims going on. Typically, the adjuster that you're going to start talking to has never foot soil, has never set foot inside of Colorado, probably. They've never been on our soil, and if they did, it was for vacation. It's not because they're here for the claim, right, Paul? Most of the time. Most of the time. Occasionally, you get a field adjuster that might be out. But, for example, in my just real quick in my world, so I've, I've already been to the third adjuster inside of the company that in not saying this is bad this is just how it's working so you go to the first level adjuster you get the claim started they realize that the claim's going to be big because it's a total loss now they move it to a quote-unquote field adjuster who by the way is an independent contractor that just runs around takes pictures and verifies that yes in fact the house did burn to the ground right so he is the second layer of verification that yes that in fact did happen and then you finally get to the third adjuster who's never been here in no offense you know nothing against this particular company but that person's never been here they now just start working off of what we're supplying we as in me matt what we're supplying them that's what they now start to work off of so that's where a public adjuster can really come in handy and in a lot of cases save you time effort and in a lot of cases get you more value out of the claim because they understand what is inside of the claim back to reading the policy that's what they do you don't have to and they will typically be your advocate and go to bat for you and getting what getting what you need to be made whole again and, and, and Paul knows this, and this is nothing against any insurance company in particular, but it's the insurance company's jobs and most adjusters' job to keep claims low because that's how they make money for the insurance company. Right, Paul? Yeah. There's no secrets here. No. I mean, insurance companies have a, a, a duty to their shareholders to make money, and what they do is they try to minimize those losses any way, shape, form they can. And in some cases, by the way, folks, if you're just not a 
you know, we'll use this fire up there in the in the Granby area. If you're somebody that doesn't know any better and the insurance company or the adjuster comes in and just says, oh, yeah, I think we can clean all of this and just do some painting and you're going to be good to go because of the smoke damage that's been inside. Yeah, we'll clean that mattress. We'll clean the carpet and away you go. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't work. Yeah, yeah I, that, I mean, that's what they're going to tell you because that's what they want to do to try to keep the claim down. But is that really the best way to fix your house and get you back up to be made whole? I don't know, folks. I'm not. I'm not there. I'm not in the house. That's where, in a lot of cases, you need a second set of eyes and somebody to to probably be on your side and be an advocate to make sure you're made whole again. And I bet you some of those people are okay with that. After a while, they're like, "Oh, that's all right." Well, sometimes you, know, you hey. just get worn down. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, if, and I think at the same time, and not to go off of what you keep saying, but if you have an agent that you can go sit there and be like, "Hey, get out of the chair and let's get to work right. on this." Yes. It's a huge difference. Big difference. Yeah. Major difference. Because yes. you've got that relationship with the client, yeah. and I got that relationship with the home office where I can say, hey, this is wrong. We need to fix it. Yes. Well I mean, said. And, and, you know, if you don't do that all the time, you don't know what to say to that adjuster. You don't know how to approach him. You know? See, and I've gotten to be friends with all of ours, not for that reason, but they know me and I know them to where if you got to call somebody out on it, it's like, hey, we need to make this right. And Yeah. There's a big difference. If I don't know you and I call you for the first time and I need help because you're an independent, you're not going to talk to me. No, but. no. Great example. That's where having that go back to what I said earlier with buying insurance online, never having in a relationship with someone, <laughs> yeah. not knowing yeah. who to call if you have some sort of a total disaster. You know, what do you do? And, and honestly, folks, the reason why you have insurance is to pay it make sure you're insured properly, be made whole after there's some sort of a catastrophic event. And in some cases, no fault of you're on a fire is, you know, what happened up in, in the Fort Collins area and what happened up in the Granby area. It's no fault of your own. It's just something that happened. But you want to be made whole again after the fact, and that's where having those relationships really does pay off. And that's why we have Paul from American National here. Real, real quick again, his phone number, 303-662-0789. We're getting close to the end of the program here for this hour. If it's Tuesday, thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it very much, and we appreciate uh, KLZ replaying this hour, and hopefully it's been informative to all of you. We are now going to, though, move into drive radio. As we do, we'll talk some auto insurance because that's a whole nother realm <laughs> outside of the home, which, by the way, in some cases can be just as detrimental if not insured properly as what you would find on the homeowners. In fact, in a lot of cases, that's where the trouble starts. So we'll talk about that on Drive Radio. Dennis, as always, thanks, man. Yeah, appreciate thank it. You. All of our sponsors, by the way, we appreciate each and every one of them. Fix It Radio. We've got Bill from Arc Electric. Thank you very much, Bill, for all that you do. If you need anything, go to Arc Electric. And uh, by the way, just find all of our sponsors. Go to fixitradio.com. That's the best way to do it. And it's A-R-K, Arc Electric. So you know what? We'll come back next week. Same time, same place. Otherwise, Drive Radio is next right here on KLZ 560.